they can learn. That's what makes them so dangerous. Not the weapons or abilities or the baseline functions. No, it's the thinking, the growing, the changing, the learning. It makes them do things you couldn't possibly predict. They attack you in ways you didn't instruct them to. They create things and opportunities for themselves. Each mistake, both made by themselves and by others, is a chance for their own improvement. It's terrifying. What? No, I'm not talking about the machines. I'm talking about us. Welcome to Diceology, an actual play podcast focused on telling you stories in an anthology format. We're here for the role-playing and the rolling. To my left... Hi, I'm Dane, typically your host uh, and uh, often GM, but the voice you just heard was my dear friend Will, who's sort of hosting. I also kind of want to say you're a little bit in charge of tonight's game. Yeah, kind of. I guess I was, I was reading the rules a little bit, and uh, I... I do a handful of directing the action, yeah. et cetera. So this, yeah, is, yeah. this is uncharted territory. I mean, a little bit, yeah. So, welcome. I th- yes, this is absolutely going to be one of the early episodes of the this next anthology that we're in, uh, Six Words for Love, which Natalie and I kind of like came up with almost a year and a half ago vaguely oh wow yeah we 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 came up with it um like halfway mm, near the end of 11 jump gates and we were like this is this is a really fun idea we have a bunch of games for it Mm. but do we have the right people right now are we really Mm -hmm. in the mood for this and like we'd missed fantasy so much that we were just like no no no, we're gonna jump in and do this this other thing with shepherds and now here we are i mean it all it kind of makes the most sense because this is an anthology podcast Mm -hmm. and the past two things we did the past two anthologies were kind of long form stories in a way yes Um, so this will be fun yeah because part of the part of the philosophy of this um and stop me if this is too much inside baseball but like when we kind of like sat down with this especially with like 11 jump gates in particular we were like okay we're just we're going to ease our way into this because this is a kind of a weird idea um so but Basically, what I'm saying is like all all bets are off at this point. Glove the kid gloves are off. Mm. Um, we've decided to instead of like being like this is all focused around one holistic world that we're forming through multiple games. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. nah, man, uh, we're doing um, six different words for love based off of uh, Greek translations. Uh, so tonight, well, tonight for us, uh, we are doing philia, which is deep friendship, um, and we will be playing tutelage, which is. How would you describe this game, Will? Um, I would say it's a game of eager students and egotistical teachers. Yeah, that sounds about right, doesn't it? Um, 
and it's a two-player game. Uh, sometimes they're called duet games. Um, and it's going to explore a changing relationship between a master and their apprentice. Will is going to be taking on the role of the master, and I will be the apprentice, and we will be following their first encounter to their final showdown. And we've played some games a little like this before. We've touched on some stuff with Firebrands, which this is um, relatively based off mm-hmm. of. The structure is, it's it's a little more in-depth, which kind of I'm a, I, I adore the uh, the way in which it kind of deepens the, at least makes adds more mechanics and kind of gamifies Firebrands, because Firebrands is very much like, we're just adding a little bit of chance. It's it's so close to just an improv exercise. Uh-huh. You know, this feels a little bit more like a game because there are skills and, and such. And rolling and prompts, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to go through uh, the basic structure of play real quick, of how this is going to work? Yeah, yeah. So, well, so first we'll set up our world and our characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you as the apprentice, me as the master, and sort of the setting, the set dressing for where we are. Yeah. Um, and then once those are all firmly established, we're going to do what are called opening games, where basically we set the scene for where our characters find themselves and do sort of the meet cute of the mm-hmm. master and apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where the apprentice spills coffee on the master at a cafe. And they fall in deep friendship love. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Then that's followed by our main games, which are going to be a series of sort of trials and interactions that just sort of document the progression of this relationship. Followed by our final closing games where we see where we are at the end of all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And do we hate each other's guts or are we good pals? Yes. We don't even know. We don't know. No, we do not know yet. Um, We're going to play to find out what happens. Uh, one thing that's important about the main games phase is we don't have any restrictions over what games we're going to be playing. Mm. Like, there, there's how many, roughly? I think it's close. It's like eight or nine games in total, um, counting counting, counting all of the... Um, yeah, there's eight. There's eight. Um, the only thing that we have to do is after every two games while we're in this like main phase, we have to play the game Time Passes. Mm. Um, and that's, that's the only other requirement. So the main phase kind of like is stretchy in a sense, like it it can take longer or shorter periods of time, depending on how, how we play it. So, um, why don't we just sort of like dive right into it? Um, there will be, there are basically three mechanics that, uh, you, you should know about and we'll go over them in greater detail. Uh, there are skills and opinions, which are part of our characters. Opinions essentially unlock the final games uh, that we want to play at the end. Uh, skills do a little bit too, but skills influence our contests, which are essentially three die rolls against each other to see how a conflict resolves. And we'll we'll definitely dig into that when we get there. Um, but we're in setup now, so we are going to create the world. Take turns asking each other about things in your shared world. Use the prompts as examples, but feel free to make up your own. Stop when you feel have a good outline of your world. Will, I think you should ask questions first because you are the master. Okay. So yeah, um, we'll start with the world and then we'll do the people and then we're on to characters. So I, I basically am asking you first, Something sort of like, what's the shape of our land? Like the geography, mm-hmm. the climate, etc. I mean, yeah. what, what do you have in mind? Okay, so um, the shape of our of the land. I say, well, I say that we 
When you close your eyes and you picture your apprentice making his, her, their pilgrimage to the master, what sort of path are they taking? What sort of obstacles are they walking over? I'm imagining, like, beaches, coastline. Oh, okay. Um, like, tall grasses, tall, Ooh, rough grasses. Yeah, yeah. I, and, like, not white sand, but, like, that sort of, like, golden sand that gets real hot. Mm. So, like, and maybe, like, ice-cold waters. Like, it's not comfy. Like, this, like, okay. you could have a day at the beach, but it's not, like... Yeah, yeah. It's not super hospitable, necessarily. Gotcha, okay. Do you oh. have a comp in the real world? Um, there, are, there are some places on the East Coast, uh, like... Um, I'm thinking of some a couple places up in Maine that are like this, near, like, Higgins Beach, or... I would also say, um, not Nantucket, um, oh shoot, my brain, I'm going to remember this in like an hour and it's going to make me, uh, Long, Long, I- Long Island, yeah, Long Island. <laughs> yeah, just Good think, God, of, yeah. think of Long Island, New York. <laughs> yeah, minus all the rich people and houses and, um, yeah. I'm looking at Higgins Beach right now, it looks great. Yeah. All right, my turn to ask you something. What is a recent disaster? Recent disaster? You're thinking, I guess it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I want a disaster that has left, that has made it so that the people all across the world can no longer rely on technology. Okay. But they are still aware that it once was. You know, we're not living in a pre-technology world. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of... It's completely unreliable now. Okay. And to be clear, this has... How has this affected people? Like, is this devastating or is this kind of... I don't think it's plunged everything into anarchy or chaos. I think people are still, like, living together. There are towns. There are, you know... But society is much less interconnected. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and people are relying on like agrarian ways of living. Okay. I mean, there's still rudimentary things. There's light bulbs, there's like power generators, Mm -hmm. um, little things like that, but machinery, but big machinery, cars, internet, satellites, et cetera. Yes. That stuff is no more. Machinery. Yes. Like small, small machinery. Yes. But not nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Your your question. All right. Let's. Um, okay. What is? Can I? I'm gonna ask a double question. Okay. I want to ask a companion animal, and then also an apex predator. Okay. From the list. So I think a companion animal. Um. I want it to have, like, something to have changed. Like, I don't want it to be, like, sort of like a dog or a cat. Um, I think it's, like, companion animals have, like, moved to, like, monkeys and, like, falcons. Like, oh, cool. Like, basically, like, either you're, like, very difficult to train animals. Uh-huh. But, like, if you can train them, deeply useful things you can train mm. train them to do hunting like sort of scouting for you or like the monkeys can like do you know tasks tasks that yeah, are yeah. like you know monkeys are smart oh <laughs> scarily <laughs> and, so yeah um 
Apex Predator. Um, I think I'm gonna build off of your tech kind of falling apart on people. I think it fell apart because it started attacking us. Oh, okay. I like this. So, like, I think I'll call them, like, technological hunters. Oh, gosh. I don't think there are many left. Oh, okay. Just um, like there's not a lot of people. I guess that's yeah. how I was envisioning it. That's where, I, yeah. Like, I think I think this is sort of, like, post-apocalyptic, but, mm-hmm. like we and the machines like fought it out and the real winner is like right now is kind of like nature like mm, filling in the cracks yeah so i think like yeah i kind of described like a not super comfortable place but it's super overgrown right like mm-hmm. there's all these tall grasses because there's space for them and there's all these and like there's tons of animals cuz i don't think the machine like the techno hunters care about the animals they're like fuck them mm. they're not going to shoot us with guns you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah i think i think it's like very much in the sense of like like you were saying, like, not much humanity, pockets of people, a few of these, like, hunters left, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, I could go either way for anybody, or maybe maybe neither gets out of this in yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's almost everything from the world, so I think I'll jump to, I'll jump to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to throw travel between towns to you. We've definitely answered some of these. Like, there's, like, mm-hmm. tech, like, some that we've, we've thrown out there is, like, technology level yeah we covered that um but yeah like what's travel between towns like i think travel between towns i think as a remnant of this sort of post-apocalyptic world Mm -hmm. most main roads highways etc were deliberately destroyed okay to to isolate you know yes predator from prey um and i think a lot of it is you know horse and buggy okay sort of or just like on foot going through the forest, going across fields. Okay, to so... To get where you gotta go. On foot. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you do you imagine this to take place on Earth or not? Yeah, basically, yeah, okay. in my head. Like, so it was like horse and, horse and buggy probably can't get you everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there's also boats as well. You mm-hmm. can sail. Gotcha. You could row to or from... All right. Um, yeah, let me ask you one. Do you think that yeah we've covered technology? What what do you think are the rulers of this land? Would you envision like a centralized thing or sort of disparate? I don't think it would be. I the whole idea of having the pockets doesn't feel like it would lend itself to like a central authority, especially if there's not good communication. Mm. Um. So yeah, I think they're like yeah. So I think I think they're definitely like sort of like city states. Um. Do you think, and I don't mean to like ping back to you, but like, Mm -hmm. do you think it's like deeply varied or do you think it's kind of like reverted back to like, generally speaking, there is a singular ruler. Like, have Mm -hmm. we like fallen back on our like, I think, I think it depends on the community. Mm -hmm. I think a few rely on some sort of strong man leader. I think there's definitely the equivalent of like what would be like a bandit troop, like Mm -hmm. some sort of like bandit chief roaming the countryside. But I think the largest towns and stuff are actually, it's kind of like optimistic. It's utopian in a way. I think like the largest towns have a very communal way of living, Mm -hmm. you know, where everyone is like doing their part and just sort of like getting along. 
and have sort of picked up the things that like make life seem normal. You know, there's mm-hmm. like children are being taught to read and write, yeah. you know, farms are being planted, you know, music is being played, so I, et cetera. I probably describe it as some sort of like social democracy, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not, not necessarily like quote unquote socialist or communist or anything specific, but like, yeah, yeah. like, like not a, not necessarily a Republic, not like a capital D, like mm-hmm. people do it to, Rule by the by the masses, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like, in, and the masses are small enough that yeah. it works, right? Yeah. So it's it's a it's like a thing of like if there's a big decision to be made in these smaller communities, everybody everybody's invited to gather basically, mm-hmm. and like everybody gets a vote. Um, that would be that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, we we've been mean, we've been mean enough to these people that yeah. we've like we. Made, we robot killer yeah. hunter drones looking for them we should, yes yeah just we give, them, give them a nice yeah give them something they don't have to also have despotic rulers too yeah um okay uh let's see i always kind of like have this like i i always enjoy this like what's the dominant architecture like hmm i don't know like i imagine I'm now you've had had me picturing like Maine. You have me picturing like the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking of like Dutch colonial houses, like sort of small, like towns and stuff. White picket fences, you know, mm-hmm. but they're they're all a little overgrown. But there's like flowers and stuff in the yards, and things. I mean, what what are you picturing? I I honestly had nothing in my head, which oh, okay. is why this I asked. Okay. I'm like that's. That's great. Like, um, if it's on the coast, I am imagining my, as the master, mm-hmm. and we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But I'm imagining him living in, like, a lighthouse. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please. I love that. Okay. Do you have, like, one more in that you want to hit in there, or should we move on to characters? I mean, is there is there anything you want to throw in? You want to you spice things up and put a looming threat on the horizon, or? I mean, we already kind of... We introduced a thing called techno hunters. I think (laughs) we kind of hit on on some of these already. Uh Um, These are good, though. They kind of blend together nicely that you find yourself answering one or two all at once. Mm -hmm. Then I said we go on to characters. Um, I'm going to read. I'm going to read off of this one. So choose your roles in this game. One of you will play the master and the other will play their apprentice to help you read this book. um, Content for the master is always in blue and content for the apprentice is always in orange. Uh, we've already, you are the master, I'm the apprentice. I don't know how many more times we can say this. Um, so we will go down the list for your character, um, making choices as prompted. If you don't like the suggestions, feel free to make your own. When you're both finished, describe your characters to each other. Uh, and three is ask your question. Each of you also have a particularly pointed question to ask the other. Take turns asking and answering after you've described your characters. Um, and then you have starting skills. Both characters start with a selection of skills, uh, which we we haven't we haven't really touched. We've only briefly touched on, but we'll go over a little bit more. The master gets to choose three skills for yourself, and the apprentice gets to choose one. Um, and I need to try and make it markedly different from those of the, the master. And then we have starting opinions. You have a starting opinion of the master as the apprentice. I do, based on the rumors and legends that they are part of for their culture. I will add three positive impressions. And the master, you do not know anything about the apprentice, so you do not start with any positive or negative impressions of them. So 
Uh, let's just take a minute here, uh, which through the power of editing, I will turn into much less time while we do this. So I'm... Okay. We should... So for the skills, I do need to know your skills first. Mm. And for the opinions, we do need to know our characters. So we should introduce our characters now. Okay. Okay. Um, you're the master. You go first. All right. My character is Robert Hallisham. Oh, wow. Okay. But he's more... Mis that's people who really know him mm -hmm. call him that. But he's more... Um, enigmatically just referred to as the tinker mm -hmm. um he lives up in a lighthouse way down the coast mm -hmm. near a small town but um but not like in the town yeah and he's sort of an oddball to the residents gotcha uh he has a weathered face a salt and pepper beard um he usually wears you know messy overalls a sweater an apron that's always covered in sort of grease and oil from from working on things, mm -hmm. and uh, he always has a hip flask okay. that he pulls from. Uh, and uh, his main skills are technopathy, mm -hmm. so you know just an incredible understanding of machines and machinery. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's also a skilled fighter. Okay, you know hand to hand weaponry, etc. Um, I couldn't quite think of a third one, but I think it'll be. He is also a good botanist. Okay, he's I very, like that a lot. He's very good with growing things as well. I like that. So, this is Dawn Blueberry. Um, her, like, she, her is her um, pronouns. And she's like 17, I think. And I think naming conventions may have shifted a little bit mm. over the last what do you think 50 years since yeah then? yeah yeah maybe maybe only like 40 if we want um the tinker to be kind of like still capable mm. how old is the tinker maybe is a good question we we could put him in his like early 60s or something if you want to do 40 years we could do maybe we do 30 and make him like late teens early 20s when like the thing happened so uh -huh. he was like in his prime during that yeah yeah yeah. and he's only in his like 50s now so he's still like yeah he could still kick ass okay um i like that okay so yeah over the last 30 years i think naming conventions have changed um she has soft soft eyes uh gloved hands and she wears like a faded denim jacket and has all these like patterned scarves um i will not reveal the memory yet um I think she I think she has like maybe like blonde hair and like freckles maybe. Mm. And her skill is like empathy. Like she's just very very empathetic. Mm. That's that's something she's really good at cuz I'm supposed to take a skill that is markedly different from those of the master. Um the closest is botany. I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, Otherwise, I'm okay with plants. I'm really good with machines. I'm no good with people. Just, no, I would rather fight them <laughs> than talk to them. Yeah. Um, I have a pointed question for the master that will uh, change the opinions a little. Mm. Why did you leave when we needed you most? Shame. Ooh. Interesting. Okay. And guilt. Gotcha. You have a question for me. I guess I do have a question for you. My question is, 
why do you need so badly to be stronger? Honestly, it's also shame. <laughs> um, uh, difference. Uh, I mean, why do, do why do we do anything? Why do we do anything? Basically, it's to never repeat a mistake again. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I get to make three opinions of the master. Three po- or three impressions that make up the opinion. Um, I'm going to say strong brilliant and stoic all right and you have no impressions of me i don't even know who you are Mm-mm. all right so we play our opening games if you're ready to begin yeah yeah let's go into it okay i think since i go first on the setup i'll lead into this one okay uh, we'll probably we should probably yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, we can based, swap the yeah. Because I mean, I think some of them start with yeah. the master, not. I mean, I can yeah. re- I can read this part if you want. I just want to uh, let me check. Is it always the apprentice who goes first? No, no, it is not. This might be good though because if I read this part, then yeah. I'm sort of asking you. Yeah. And then you go into the description. I like Whereas, that. like the next game, you read it and then I'll go into the description. Yep. Sounds good. Okay. <clears throat> All right, let's get into it. Okay, so this is one of our opening games, Another Day, A Long Way, and it'll, well, well, let's start like this. So the master, myself, is not an easy person to reach, and not by accident. The apprentice will need to make a long and dangerous journey to reach them, with no promise of acceptance when they get there. Meanwhile, we see the master in repose, making the most of their peaceful, simple life of solitude. All right, so I think... Dawn starts out. So if we're imagining this as kind of like taking place on what was formerly the East Coast of the United States, Mm -hmm. like somewhere in like the Massachusetts, Maine, Connecticut area. Mm -hmm. I think, I think Dawn starts in like, I don't know, Iowa. Like oh, basically, wow. like okay. all, like very like across the country. Yeah, yeah. I think we pay, at least we pick up with her in Iowa. She might be from somewhere better. I don't mean that. I'm mm. sorry to anyone. From <laughs> <Iowa>. <laughs> no shade. No shade to people from Iowa. <laughs> um, I'm just imagining like the most drawl cornfield you could uh-huh. possibly imagine. It's not actually. That's not all Iowa is. That's just this uh-huh. image. Um, because. I am supposed to say, what do you hate most about this place? <laughs> I think that it's like this like little gas station that she's like at. And I think she's been staying there for, for months. Because she's not, I think relative to most people, she's pretty good with machines and tech. So like she was coming from somewhere maybe more like in Arizona or maybe in Montana and like stopped here for a few months. And she just despises how flat it is. Um, but she kind of needs the more money to like make the next leg of the journey. But I think the matron of this gas station really wishes that Dawn would stay and like tinker around and like settle down with her son and like just like do these yeah. things like kind of like because it's so rare that like a good young interesting vibrant person just yep. moves through your town anymore. Yes, even even like yeah, it, it's kind of like a once in a once in a generation, because, like, maybe this, like, place, like, there are surrounding other people, of course, and mm-hmm. it's, like, it's been the same 400, 500 people mm. for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, 
Anything for the sake of the gene pool. Yeah. Please could stay. You, <laughs> could you please stay? Um, yeah. And so, like, I think this is, like, we get, like, the shot of, like, an early morning of a very, very long goodbye that isn't super teary because they're not mm. close, but it's very much like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. the, the radiator's still faulty. Just and, like, a couple more weeks. Yes. In a couple more yeah. weeks, it'll be good enough. Yeah, it's like, um, it's like Uncle Owen um, talking to Luke. Yeah, it's next like, harvest. Next harvest. Like, you know. Uh-huh. But... I think she goes. I think she like a horse and buggy. Like, me. Have you ever seen those um, trolleys or uh, like buses pulled by horses? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, like, I about. yeah. I think one of those comes by and mm-hmm. like doesn't even fully stop. Like this isn't even a one stop town. This is a, yeah, this yeah. is a Go we're through going town, through. Yeah. We're gonna slow down a little just in case. Uh-huh. And she like chases it down and hops on. Cut two. Mm-hmm. Are you re- is that are you ready? For yeah, the... that's okay. Yeah. So on the east coast. Let's describe my sanctuary and the environment that surrounds it. Mm-hmm. So I inhabit a lighthouse. Yes. On the coast. Tranquil. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. The forest around me, the water lapping the rocks yep. on the beach. And I think what first drew Halisham here was the solitude of it. Yes. Away from people. Before everything, he had spent his time in big cities, you know, and he just wanted to be away from everything. Yeah. And I think he may have a sentimental attachment to this place. You know, he used to come here with people he loved, mm-hmm. and now it's just him who lives here. And I think also, uh, practically, there's the safety and the seclusion of things that would be hunting him or seeking mm-hmm. him out. And also the size of the tower of the lighthouse and the, you know, instruments that he's brought in there make it a mm-hmm. good... Uh, sort of laboratory for his experiments yeah okay so we now that was just the setup we now conduct the game we take turns choosing an option from the list and resolving it the apprentice goes first choosing from ways most perilous and the master chooses from the days most tranquil once each player has chosen three prompts answer the prompts below to end the game so um I will choose a way most perilous. Let's see. Let me do. Let me do a quick. Okay, I'm gonna do. We are held up by brigands and robbed. I... Don is held up by brigands and robbed of possessions. Or Don. Yep. So, I think this is like three days later, and this like horse-drawn bus mm. is still going through fucking cornfields. <laughs> um, and. What do you think? Do you think they're on horseback? Mm. Or do you think there's like a or do you like do you think that there's like falcons in the air, like circling? Like one yeah, I and think, then two uh-huh. and then three. And they're going back to the same place. Yes. They're flying on. And I think maybe Don even notices and maybe mm. a couple other maybe a few people on the bus yeah. all go to the driver and are like, Hey, hey. And the driver's like, No, I've been on this road <laughs> a dozen times in the last year. It's fine. Uh-huh. Um and then the horses arrive. And then and then just out of the, the fields, like oh. a half dozen people on on horseback mm-hmm. run the, the run the thing down. I think like break axles, like and it just like comes up as like yeah. utter crash. And I think everyone's lucky. They're not coming for anyone's lives. Mm-hmm. They're not even really coming for people's like like they don't take people's food or water. Yeah. Like they're not interested in that. They're, they're just, just what do you have of value? Yeah, they just like strip everyone of cash. Um, I think Don's scarves are particularly beautiful mm. and dyed, 
and she like stuffs them down her shirt mm. um at the last moment to keep them safe and otherwise her like denim jacket is like shitty and old and yeah, sentimental yeah. but so they so they take her cash um and honestly i think that they the way the journey continues is like essentially like they turn the the, the they like loop each of their horses together like they don't even take the horses mm-hmm. um and everyone puts what's left on the horses and it's like people are walking and it's just slower it's so much slower um because the only people who get to ride are like children and like elderly folk mm-hmm. but they keep going wow yeah just keep pushing through yeah um meanwhile at the lighthouse um in days most tranquil Halisham has a hobby taken up to fill the long, pleasant days. Um, so my chosen hobby is uh, Halisham has always loved music. It's one of the things he misses most Wait. about the old world. He loved going to see live music, concerts, gotcha. albums, etc. And despite all of his wizardry with technology, he hasn't been able to scrounge up like a CD player or oh, a stereo or anything. That's fucking heartbreaking. So he bought like a shitty secondhand guitar you know, like in town, uh, which he rarely goes to. And it only has like, it's like missing a string. It's mm-hmm. like, and he's desperately trying to learn how to play it, but he's so bad at it. But he's like, I need to take a break from the stuff I do like for subsistence and survival. Mm-hmm. So for like an hour a day, he like sits up at the top of the white house or he'll like sit by the water and he'll just try and like pluck out a really shitty tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. Okay. Um, meanwhile, we cut away from like relaxing uh-huh. but shitty guitar. God ah, damn it. <laughs> um, to, I think, kind of like a bustling place. Like, as close to a big city as you can get. Maybe this is what's left of Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, basically. And people are just like coming and going. Um, but Dawn kind of like falls in at not, I would imagine. And maybe like an actual, not a hotel, but sort of a, not halfway house isn't the right word, but like a place where travelers Like stay. a hostel. Yeah, a hostel. Yeah. Um, and again, she she has no money again. So she has to like, uh-huh. she has to do like what she did at the gas station. She has to like stop and do again yeah, of like yeah. save up more money. But it actually turns into this place full of like comfort, um, full of like welcoming people and kind-hearted people like mm-hmm. i think she really likes the cook and like the person who runs the front desk and it's very very tempting to stay because it's yeah i think like the old what was the old train station mm-hmm. um has like come back to life mm-hmm. not where like, not with like trains or anything because that's yeah that would attract the techno hunters uh-huh. <laughs> they're too big um but i think that, like that that sort of like building has been turned into a, uh, a place where people will spend extended periods of time. Mm-hmm. And I think Dawn can see a life here. Like she could, she understands what her life would look like if she just stopped at this point. Mm. And then I think one day a single horse limps into town, um, with a like dead rider who's got like a uh, like gash across yeah. um and electrical burns. Mm. And 
people who are old enough or people who have experienced it know exactly what that means without being told. Yeah. And I think the next day she's, I think Dawn has had enough money for weeks, weeks Mm. and weeks. Um, and the next day she's like, I'm sorry, I have to go. Yeah. And she gets right back on the road this time on foot. Meanwhile, (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile, um, I live a simple life. Mm -hmm. Alishan lives a simple life, but he still needs the basic necessities of life. Yes. So uh, what he can't, he farms a little bit and he forages for most of it, but occasionally he does have to make a trek back to Potter's Field, Mm -hmm. which is uh, the nearby town, a small little town along the coast. Gotcha. Um, And he has to go back to society. And what luxury does he miss most? Mm -hmm. Well, he misses his music. So he likes to go and he likes to sit in the inn and listen to like them perform and sing and stuff. Uh, and he also misses alcohol. <laughs> he tries to buy spirits. Um, and I think there he has like a ritual where he will go into town. He will sit at the inn. He'll order a drink. He'll listen mm-hmm. to the music. And then he'll leave and he'll always buy flowers from this woman who sells flowers in the square. Oh. And they always chat a little bit and she sort of flirts with him. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a similar age to him. Yep. You know, she's a little older. Uh, but he never, like, that's it. That's as far as the interaction goes for him. Gotcha. He, like, does not want to yeah. pursue it any further. Yeah. And that's, like, his interaction with the waiter at the at the cafe and his interaction with the florist, and then he goes home. Gotcha. So, me, me back to Don. Don has been traveling for, like, a month at least. Mm. Um, she's been... You know, she's been catching a buggy where she can. She's been um, going by horse if she can, like, rent one. Any, any, Anything she can do to kind of, like, make the travel go quickly. But she realizes at one point that she has overshot. She has gone too far north. Um, and she realizes this and, and starts to turn around. But um, along the way, she's stopped by a, a young man who... You know, at first is very friendly, asks what she's doing, and they get they spend a few days on the road together before it comes out where Don is heading and where this young man is heading, mm. and they're both heading to Tinker. Oh. For the same reason. Like at first Don is very excited. She's thinking, Oh wow, cool, we'll we'll go together, we'll be we can both in like sort of enroll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's gonna be fine. And he takes it really badly. Like in, in his head he had it that he was Going, there's only one spot. Hmm. And so he attacks her with like technomancy. Jeez. Essentially like this like mild, like using technology against her. And mm-hmm. uh, I have a question. How does tech- technomancy work? Is it borderline magic or is it more like just genuinely knowing how to use tech? I think it's knowing how to use tech like really mm-hmm. well. Like, you know, you could like pop open an old cell phone and like pull out the components to build another thing mm-hmm. um, and like switch it on and stuff. Gotcha. So I think he pulls out a phone yeah. and with like... And I, I imagine he's like brought gadgets with yes. him that he's built and he has, you know, tools and stuff. Yeah. And he um, pops it, pops it open and in like just a couple seconds, he's made a taser and like they're on like the edge of a cliff <laughs> scary um, jesus and he 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 lunges for her and she catches it um barehanded or no she's wearing gloves mm. and like she grips it 
and the thing turns off. Whoa. Um, I love that. And she, like, he's still, like, kind of, like, grabbing for her. I, I don't think Don is, like, a huge person. Mm-hmm. And this guy's, like, bigger than her. And so, like, she, like, they scra- scramble on the ground for a second. Like, the whole time she's, like, saying, like, stop. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of, like, kicks him. And he starts to tumble over the cliff. And she grabs his, like, backpack strap. Mm-hmm. But he slips out and falls. Um, which is just a huge drain on her emotional, like, yeah, selfhood. And as she goes um, along the next few days, she discovers a number of things in there, a bunch of, like, pieces of technology, mm-hmm. um, including a strange little thing that pops open and all these weird silver discs with, like, weird titles on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, Dark Side of the Moon. Like, just stuff. Like, she's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what these are. I think she tries throwing a few, like, uh-huh. like ninja stars. To see what it'll do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they, they're not sharp. They're super fragile, so she stops. She's like, okay, I'm going to figure out, oh, wait. Uh-huh. But she destroys, like, three or four albums before she knows. She <laughs> <laughs> stops. <laughs> She's what like, is that? they throw well, but they break on impact. These uh-huh. are not like knives. <laughs> they seem to have something engraved on them. Yeah, but... very weird. Um... <laughs> Oh, well. Oh, well. Useless. Yep. But she'll be there in a few days. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, uh, Halisham is not entirely alone. Mm. He does have an animal companion. Oh. Which is the only friend I need, okay? Of course Or you want to come and be my friend. And uh, it's a little chimpanzee. Oh. Yeah, yeah. His name is Bubbo. Bobo. Bubbo. Bubbo. Yeah, Bubbo. Got it. B-U-B-O? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he uh, is very long-lived. He's a really old chimpanzee. Oh. Because he is from Halisham's, like... Original lab. Original lab. Or is, like, the descendant of one of the chimpanzees from gotcha. the original lab. Okay. And so Halisham has, like, raised him, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, he's, like, its mother. Yeah. You know? Um, and so... Uh, Bubbo lives in the lighthouse. He has his own little room. He has his uh-huh. own, you know, things. Uh, and basically, uh, he just cares for him. They care for each other. Sometimes Bubbo will, like, do little tasks. He's good with his hands, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll, like, forage for things. And sometimes, you know, when he'll go on hikes or walks, Bubbo will, like, climb on his back. Mm-hmm. And they'll, like, walk around. Okay. So we've chosen three each. Um, and now we've answered the prompts below to end the game. All right. <clears throat> so what, what was I doing when the apprentice arrived? Okay. I think, uh, I'm sitting out mm-hmm. on the beach. I'm plucking the guitar and cursing in between. <laughs> um, and I'm just smoking a pipe and like drinking from my flask. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of have a good buzz going. Yep. The sun is shining and I'm just sort of like living in my own sort of perma depression but just kind of <laughs> making do good good always good um so uh as dawn approaches and locks eyes with who she only knows as the tinker is essentially like she looks so fucking tired and just oh like if 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 the tinker of halisham is like low-key depressed <laughs> she is clearly having a mental break uh-huh. like she like wild hair yeah um frazzled frazzled like 
Aisha's just like, Aisha's three or four days out from having been attacked and accidentally killing somebody. Like, she's uh-huh. like, so she looks like a wild, like a little bit like a wild child, has this like really big bag. Yeah. Um, with some like tech hanging out of it, but the scarves are fastidiously yeah. maintained. Um, and I think she's like holding the straps of the, the, the bag like really tightly. Um, I think the th- first thing she notices about Halisham is that, like, I don't know what she thought a te- like a real techomancer looked like, uh-huh. but I think somewhere in her head it was somewhere like a superhero, like yeah, like yeah. warrior thing, and just some like guy, some barefoot guy, and like like his sweats, yeah, <laughs> with with like a guitar and a flask and a pipe, uh-huh. and like the sounds of like a chimpanzee in the distance yeah, doing yeah. something is not what she had in mind. <laughs> So she's, so she's squinting, not a upset, but she's like, yeah, I, I th- clearly I had like a little kid uh-huh. impression of what this should be. Yeah, yeah. And I think the first thing that Halashim notices about her is, like you said, that she is like desperate. She's like frazzled. She's <laughs> yep. insane. And I think, you know, like that's funny to describe, but I think Halashim gets very serious for a moment. Uh-huh. And he's like another one because I think people have come the lighthouse before mm-hmm. but their intentions have not necessarily been to train mm-hmm. I think they have because Halshan has a reputation yeah I think some people have come to try and kill him before yeah and I think he's like takes this seriously he like sets the he like sets the <laughs> guitar down and uh-huh. he gets up and he sort of like walks over and stands like at the entrance of the lighthouse there's like sort of like a rocky path that leads up mm-hmm and he's like, that's far enough. Okay. Are we around to the next game? I think so, yeah. All right. This game is called No, I Will Not Train You. <laughs> um, the master does not want an apprentice. If they did, they would have opened a school. Why are they so hesitant to teach? How are they convinced by the apprentice? What are the con- their conditions? So here's the setup. Don did not expect to have to convince the master. How did you picture this moment in her head? I think Don pictured this very, very differently, both mm. on him and her. Again, it kind of goes back to this. So he says that's far enough. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and again, I think she pictured some sort of like semi-Arthurian myth thing, yeah, yeah. and like, oh, like he a would have and a wizard, yeah, sort of. yeah, and like yeah. there would be some sort of like immediate like uh-huh. here I've been is waiting for you. Yes, yes, here is Excalibur. I will teach you how to use it. Uh-huh. Moment, and that is not here at all. She's not disappointed. She's not angry. I think she's too emotionally, like, frazzled for that. Mm-hmm. I think she's actually just kind of coming down to earth on this whole situation. She's like, yeah, this is real life. Mm-hmm. I got to meet... I, I'm meeting this, like, kind of, like, legendary person. Still real life. Like, mm-hmm. which means that there are going to be weird things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the one thing is, like, she just... She did, she expected him to not, she expected him to be doing something important. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, that yeah. he had like left for a reason. That he, that the tinker had gone away to do something important. Mm-hmm. And to instead find him drinking and smoking and <laughs> badly playing the guitar. And arguing with his monkey. <laughs> yeah. Is more like, <sighs> um, so the, I add a negative impression, which I think is going to be not disheartened or lazy lazy yeah, yeah yeah like oh he 
Oh, he was oh. just he just retired. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm not going to suddenly like stumble on and find all this stuff he's been working on. It's he hasn't been working on anything. Yeah, that's that's her impression. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, he's just sad and depressed like everyone else. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> even if he has been working on something, she's like, yeah. she can't see it, so she doesn't have it. Uh huh. Yep. All right. So now I'm unwilling to take an apprentice. Mm-hmm. You are. Why do I feel this way? Um. I don't know why you feel this way. <laughs> That's that. Well, you have to take three tokens. Yeah, we're actually yeah. Playing so I'll take game. my three tokens. Yep. Um, and I think the reason I feel this way is, you know, that shame that I hinted to earlier. Yes. And you know, and I, we don't have to keep too many secrets. I think Halisham had a very, very direct role in putting online the sort of, you know, AI, the sort of like technological code or virus mm-hmm. he was like one of the architects of it right. that started this entire thing and started a chain reaction yes and he feels if he passes on that knowledge things will only get worse gotcha yeah so i think don says i'm i'm sorry mr tinker sir uh i need information uh on technomancy and I've, I've come a very very long way for you to teach me yeah sorry we're closed um <laughs> tinker technomancy i don't use that mumbo jumbo that these new age people do you want to learn how to use computers they're obsolete okay pick up a hoe pick up a, a rake you're better off putting seeds in the ground, all right? You want some? I'll give you some. But, yeah, I don't do whatever that is anymore. But you're the best at it. Everyone says so. And I, maybe they're not out here anymore, but, like, they are still out there. Look, the best alchemist is just a really shitty doctor, okay? It's not needed anymore. What I did is not needed anymore. Uh, so I'm going to save you a lot of time that I wish I had back and, uh, I'll see you later. I think she's just kind of a little floored, but she, I I think she's like a little, like, not sure what to say next. Mm -hmm. Um, but you add your first impression of her. Okay. So my first impression is, I think a positive impression. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just like. Wow, okay. Someone found me and they don't want to kill me. So that is... <laughs> <laughs> that is a positive first impression. Is. <laughs> That's a positive... Yeah. Uh, do I hand you a token if your first appeal doesn't work? Uh, well, let's... We'll get on to the, um, the game. So you to add your impression. Okay. You add your impression because we... it, And then conducting the game. The apprentice choose an approach from the list um, that we have provided and pose it to the master, incorporating your answer into the prompt. Master, if you are convinced, say why the approach was effective and agree to train the apprentice. If you have no tokens left, you must accept. If you are unconvinced, say why the approach was lacking and discard a token. The apprentice tries a different different approach. Yeah, so um, as you play, move the characters to different parts of the sanctuary. Let's see, what, what does she try first? So I think this is immediate. Like, this is immediate. Like, mm-hmm. Halosham doesn't even get inside. Yeah. When she, like... 
hops the fence and is like, you don't understand. I have traveled across half of what was the old states. Okay? I, more than half. I started where the ground was red. I spent fucking months in cornfields and then stuck in Chicago. And, and, I, and I have... You don't know what I've done to get here to make things right, to, to, just to fucking help people. You have to do this. You have to teach somebody. Because I, I get that you think that it's obsolete. I get that you think, and maybe you've just been here too long, but they're, they're still there. Look, um, I'm sorry, what's your name? Don. Don. Look, Don. Uh, everyone has a hard life, all right? Everyone's gone a long journey, okay? I didn't start out here, you know? Okay, so I've walked too. And uh, if you hop my fence again, I want you to know that uh, this place is booby-trapped. So let's be careful. And you're treading on my on my hyacinth. So uh, it took me a long time to grow that. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> so uh, what do you want me to say? You're the first person who walked across the country. You're the first person who ever went through a cornfield. I'm sorry. It's... Congrats. I, here's a token. <laughs> That's sort of meta at the end, but there's a token. <sighs> oh, what is she going to do? Okay. I think for the next for the next couple like for the next like night she like backs off. Mm. Um what d so Halsham has tech. Does yeah, it yeah. light up in the night? Yeah, he has like some light bulbs and and sort of things that he's like will turn on and mm -hmm. he, he can get the lighthouse thing to work. Uh -huh. Though it's incredibly bright, he probably wouldn't turn it yeah. on because it would be a beacon to be like here's where I am. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he is and I think it's like you remember you know that movie A Quiet Place? Did I have not see seen oh, it. Well, I, I, I am... For uh -huh. the amount I actually <laughs> like horror and like telling horror stories, uh -huh. I get scared by horror movies so badly. Oh, yeah. No, no. Me too. Me too. Um, but in that movie, you know, it's post-apocalyptic. Yes. They live on a farm, mm -hmm. but they don't have like a terrible... Like they're not living terribly mm -hmm. off. Like they, you know, they have clean clothes. They have a farm with crops. They And it's honestly, it kind of looks like it's out of a catalog because yeah. they have like pickled vegetables and they have like twinkle lights like yeah stream so i think his lighthouse is kind of like that mm -hmm. so his like string lights come on <laughs> yeah they and um, he has that um and he's like you she can hear him in there because he will he's like getting drunk at night yeah you know because he's like all of these emotions are being pulled up from mm -hmm. dawn arriving and so she can hear him and bubbo trying to sing <laughs> and he's like bubbo's pounding the table and like <laughs> Halisham is trying to like beat his chest and sing a song, and they're just yeah. like being really rowdy together. So she she doesn't hop the f uh, hop the fence yet, mm -hmm. um, but she's like on from the other side, and she's like, "Hey!" <laughs> like shouting up at him. Uh -huh. Hey, you, Tinker. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Bubbo. Uh, I thought I told you to get lost. All right. Look, Look. there's there's a town like ten miles that way. All right. And I'm sure they got, you know, they got some food. They got, there's flowers. I know that's where I get my flowers. So 
So you really don't, you're really not afraid of, of the technological hunters anymore. Not mm. a problem for you? There's not that many around, okay? You know, I got the scars to prove it. There's not a lot, okay? What I am afraid of is crazy young women who are trying to maybe murder me and are camping outside of my house. That's what I'm afraid of right Not now. afraid at all. Not, not even, not even a, not even a little bit. Okay, yes, I am a little afraid, a little worried, but I think that's healthy. And I think you should be too. Like I said, there's a town I wouldn't want you caught out here in the wilderness. So if I did this, hops the fence, um, oh ru runs over to the edge and like takes off one of her gloves and it's too dark for and uh -huh. too far away for um, Halosham to see, but she slaps her hand against the lighthouse mm. And the big light at the top clicks and whirs on oh with a bright light God. and starts spinning. She's like, so no problem with this oh, then, shit. huh? Oh, shit. No, oh, no problem. Shit. Oh, shit. Okay, stop that. You're very funny. Stop it right now. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's something. Very funny. Are, very are you very funny. afraid? Uh, yes, yes. Well, I'm not really afraid, but I just have common fucking sense. <laughs> so maybe if you want both of us to live, you'll turn that off right now. Okay, then. And and she, like, pulls her hand back and puts on the glove, and it slowly turns off again. And I think Halisham won't really, like, he won't share this, but he is similar to these technomancy powers. He is adept. You know, he has, like, a preternatural sense mm -hmm. of the things around him, and I think he can feel the presence way miles and miles off of, like, these machines, like, flicking on. Mm-hmm. Like, way out in the forest. Yeah. And then he feels them kind of go dormant again, and he's like, please don't ever do that again. Yep. I think that was a combination of calling out um, uh -huh. Halisham and demonstrating her talents uh -huh. a little bit. I think that was a mix of both. Yeah. Did that work? or I, I think it works in the way that Halisham comes downstairs, like... <laughs> you, so, so, so the dog's looking up and sees Halisham's face disappear from the railing and then hears yeah. the of the stairs going yeah. down and he opens it and he like looks he's like eyes are all bloodshot and he's like really serious yeah and he's like all right you come in tonight okay you can ask me a couple questions and then in the morning we'll see okay but just get in yep she so she does, um, and then mm -hmm. I think her last attempt then um, will to be show how um, she could make his life easier, helping out with menial tasks mm -hmm. and with like the daily routine. So when Halisham wakes up mm -hmm. in some amount of hungoverness, um, the the lighthouse is cleaner than it's been in years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there were a ton of dirty dishes. Yes. He was trying to teach Bubbo how to clean dishes. <laughs> <laughs> that was just one step too far. Yeah. But, and Bubbo figured it out, but then just didn't want to do it. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I can't force him to do it. So, Yeah, Bubbo's like, dude, this all this sucks. Yeah. Like, you don't want to do it, yeah. so you tried to make me do it. I don't want to do it. I can kind of see the movie where, like, Halisham is, like, asleep, like, open mouth snoring, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like maybe a little rain is coming down on the lighthouse. Yeah. And 
uh, Don is like sweeping, she's cleaning all stuff, and Bubbo is like in his little hammock. And yeah. He's like, his like little monkey eyes are like staring out, seeing what she's doing, and yep. just like curiously watching her. Um, and the only thing that's like any sort of mess is like her, she didn't really know where she was supposed to be. Mm. So she kind of like left her bag near the table and has kind of like unpacked some of like the guy's stuff, like some of the, like mm. the tech, um, including the CD player and the CDs uh-huh. she doesn't know what to do with. Cause yeah. I think the CDs are in like a, like a CD case, like, you know, like the, like kind of like round ones with like a zipper and like the, yeah, the plasticky yeah. like film sort of things. Um, and I think she kept the pieces because she didn't know if they could be fixed or something. Uh-huh. Um, so there's also like a plastic baggie of CD shards <laughs> <laughs> next to the... See, so that's just like sitting on the table while she's sweeping in a corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So then, are, do we move on? Or uh, is this, we play this scene as well? We play this scene out. Um, and once you've accepted an approach, mm, mm. the game ends. So I think Halisham wakes up. And he feels around for what should be his, like, dirty clothes on the ground to just, mm-hmm. like, change into. And they're, they're not there. They're, like, hanging up in the closet. Like, yep. a closet that he didn't know was there because there were boxes <laughs> covering the, yep. the entrance to it. And he's like, Bubba, was this, was this you, Bubba? He, like, goes to wake <laughs> Bubba up. He, like, pets his head. And then he goes and he, you know, looks around and he sees, like, everything on. And then almost like a holy shrine, <laughs> he sees the CD player. He's like, <gasps> Uh, uh. and he like runs over he grabs it he's like throws the first cd in that he can listen to uh-huh and he's like lay. he just i think he just lays completely down on the ground yeah like just on his back and he's like just in heaven and when like the first couple tracks are over he like goes over and he's like let's see what we got here and most of them are just like classical like jazz records, yep. you know, you know, and Halisham can get into all that, but then like he s- finds the baggie of just like broken ones, and it's just like incredible bangers. It's yeah, like... it's like it's like um, it's like Led Zeppelin's four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I said I think I said Dark, Dark Side, Side of the, the Moon, moon. Yeah, like yeah. the classic. She destroyed the classic rock, uh-huh. is what she did by mistake. <laughs> he's trying to like shove the shards in but then he's like no that will break it so he like takes them out because he's like i can't risk breaking the cd player so she and she's like so that was a music device yeah that and these were musical records oh i simultaneously want to hug you and kill you i thought they were some sort of throwing knife you know you got a lot of you know what? Let, here we go. Lesson one. Not everything is a weapon. Feels like most technology was a weapon. <laughs> okay. You got a lot to learn. Hold on. Lesson one? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a good place to jump.